Hey everybody, it's Coach Carter. This is the Morning Lift, and I look forward to talking to you here for a while. It's got kind of an interesting topic I want to uh, go over with you. We're going to kind of go a little deeper into uh, energy expenditure. We talked about it a few podcasts ago. Uh, we're going to go a little bit uh, deeper into it, a little different angle. You know, so where energy expenditure is concerned, you know, you can diet. You can reduce your calories to ensure you're eating below your maintenance level, right? And you can also increase your energy expenditure, in effect, bringing up your maintenance calories with increased activity, but not adding any additional food. So often people rely on the latter to trim off the excess fat because significantly reducing calories just isn't fun. Uh, not for you and most people, uh, just like you, it's just not the way to most people really want to do it. So what the typical person might do is we get up on a Saturday morning, bright and early. We haul ourselves to the gym uh, for our training session. We sweat it out on a treadmill for an hour. And after the gym, we go home and sit back on the couch. So we tend to be satisfied with that. Uh, we whip out some kale salad and spend the rest of the day in a hibernation mode curled up you know, under a blanket watching uh, football or Netflix or whatever it is. Uh, and then we expect to wake up and see the numbers going down on the scale the next morning. But we, uh, we all know that that really doesn't always happen, if ever. We're still missing a piece that I really want to talk about today that's crucial for fat loss. It's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Real fancy word, uh, and we're going to use the acronym NEAT. So in one sense, what's so neat about non-exercise activity thermogenesis? Why is it cool? Well, activity thermogenesis can really be broken down into two categories. Uh, exercise activity thermogenesis is the energy you burn up from exercise when you intentionally engage in anything you do in the gym or going on a brisk run, going out, doing some sprints. Uh, whatever it is, we focus on activity thermogenesis, the calories burned while exercising when we're attempting to lose weight. That's what we do. That's exercise uh, thermogenesis. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis uh, is a huge area to talk about because NEAT is the energy expended for everything we do when we're not sleeping or exercising and that's where the non-exercise part comes from. So, for example, mowing the lawn, walking up a flight of stairs to get to the office, even the hour of fidgeting around after a strong cup of coffee in the morning, uh, you know, moving around here, doing this, doing that, all are good examples. They all burn calories and more than we would expect. In the long run, it's amazing. Our jobs and our careers tend to impact the levels of NEAT that each one of us individually have by great differences. Occupational need is an activity thermogenesis resulting from, from work. Typically, nurses, waiters, waitresses, construction workers, personal trainers, anyone working in an occupation that requires you to be on your feet, moving around, or engaging in any type of physical activity would have levels of need enough to make the rest of us pretty green with envy, I'd say, because they're burning so many extra calories with non-exercise. So for the rest of us who spend Monday to Friday chained to our desks, uh, sending emails, doing all 
this uh, sedentary type things, uh, but crucial, yes, but sedentary at the same time. Our levels of need are generally appalling, if you think about it. The difference in energy expenditure between active and sedentary jobs can run into hundreds and hundreds of calories a day. And there's certainly ways to increase need, even when working in a sedentary occupation. And you can do so either by working in some neat uh, throughout the workday or upping your leisure neat, if you will. Uh, sounds funny saying it this way, but I don't want to say the whole word again. But uh, the thermogenesis resulting from how you spend your spare time is what we're talking about. Unfortunately, most of us don't try to do so. We consistently and completely overlook that neat, that thermogenesis when we're not exercising. So the question really is, why should you care about non-exercise activity thermogenesis? Well, you might think that going to the gym makes up for the 8 to 12 hours you spend sitting at your desk every day. You don't have to take the stairs or leave the house to pick up dinner rather than ordering in. And because you've already spent an hour at the treadmill in the gym, you probably don't realize that the calories burned with the accumulation of all those small activities would significantly outdo the calories you burn on that same treadmill. You know, in fact, according to Dr. James Aline at the Mayo Clinic, who's a researcher and described the phenomenon of NEAT said it can vary up to 2,000 calories a day between two people of roughly the same size. Now, that's amazing if you think about it. That means that just by moving around and being on your feet, we humans uh, were designed to do that, by the way. You could burn an additional 2,000 calories without even trying. And trust me on this, and I'm sure you know this, 2,000 is a hefty number. But for some reason, that's well above our calorie allowance for a full day. And it's hard to believe, but simply moving around throughout the day can burn up to 2,000 calories or so through your full hour of torture staring at the clock on a stationary bike for 300 to 400 calories. Think about that for a minute. So consider someone who works in finance or works in some kind of a job where they're pretty much completely desk-bound. The only time they move throughout the day is shooting to the restroom for a quick, a quick bathroom break or returning to the familiar indentation in their office chair as quickly as possible. You know, that could equate to maybe 300 calories of occupational need per day. They return home, and after a long, stressful day of work, uh, they sit themselves in front of the TV, uh, you know, for a few minutes of viewing before they doze off. That's around 30 calories of leisure need. So, you know, now think of someone who works in farming, spending hours on their feet doing physical labor. That would equate to 2,300 or more calories of occupational need. It's the difference between high activity, uh, you know, occupations and low activity occupations. Or someone who works as a waiter, zipping around customers all day, carrying heavy plates back and forth, he could or she could actually total as much as 1,400 calories of occupational need a day. So they come home and instead of lying motionless in front of a screen, they delve into some home repair, dabble in some gardening, and this could add as much as another 600 calories of leisure need. The difference can be significant. We just have to really look at this, look at our lifestyles and look at how we can compensate for maybe jobs that are more sedentary and how can we get those calories burned with that non-exercise uh, exercise expenditure. Well, we don't move much anymore as, as a population. The truth is 
We don't move much these days. Compare today's generation to our parents, grandparents. We spend more and more time in environments that require prolonged sitting, such as in offices, cars, on the couch. We spend our days shifting from one seat to another. Uh, we're in an age of ease and convenience, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as we're aware of it and we try to do something about it and alter our lifestyle enough that we can actually get more calories burned and be more active in our day. And we tend to have everything at our fingertips. And the workplace, honestly, is the biggest culprit uh, when it comes to declining activity. That's the truth. You know, shifts in labor, our labor force and the nature of work obviously resulted in a dramatic decrease in physical activity during the workday. This makes sense. Technology's helped with that. And that's a good thing. But we're no longer earning our wages by sweat of our brow, right? Uh, on top of that, we're working longer hours and spending even more time seated. So minor manual tasks that used to be routine in ascendary occupations now require no physical effort due to computerization and mechanization. So once what we were once considered sedentary jobs are now even more so. Uh, so what was sedentary is even more sedentary, if that's even possible. We don't walk over to our colleagues to relay messages. We just shoot them an email, send them a text, we don't have to manually punch holes. Were there machines that do that for us? We can get through an entire workday hardly expending any energy at all. Okay, advances in our transportation have also brought our lay, you know, brought out the lazy in a lot of us. Um, I understand it. I'm sure you understand it. But what are we going to do about it? You know, walking's become uh, almost obsolete. Why walk when you can Uber or conveniently scoop up and deliver you and take you right to a destination? Stairs have become archaic. I mean, we'd rather wait 10 minutes for a busy elevator than walk up a flight of steps. Now, obviously, if you work on the 50th floor, you're not going to walk up all those steps. It'd be kind of cool if you did, but I get it. Uh, but how often do we bypass the stairs when there's not that many flights when we could do that and burn up a few extra calories? You know, our society as whole is engineered to we require a little, as little movement as possible. And... You know, when you when you want a quick bite, you don't have to do anything but have your food delivered to your door if you want to. And even fast food is now being delivered. And, you know, part of that's due to COVID. Part of it's just due to our lifestyles changing. Um, obviously, in the last six, seven months, things have changed dramatically in, in ways we never could have foreseen. But that's why we've got to do as much as we can to get us moving as much as possible throughout the day. You know, I mean, if you think about it, Inactivity impacts our fat loss in dramatic ways. Our sedentary lifestyles are detrimental to our health. You know, sitting is kind of like the new smoking. Obesity was rare a century ago. You know that. I know that. Today, nearly one-third of the world's population is obese and overweight, and nearly two-thirds of the American population is obese or overweight. And our genetic constitution hasn't undergone any complete overhaul so there must be other reasons we're getting a little plumper and plumper as, as time goes on. You know, and sure, the foods that we're eating are causing the numbers on our scales to creep up. That's a fact. But the fact that we're just getting a little too lazy to even get in a car and drive to a fast food restaurant is certainly not helping. You know, you'll struggle uh, to out-exercise a sedentary lifestyle. And let's be honest, you really can't out-exercise a sedentary lifestyle. So it's not just a struggle, it's, it's virtually impossible. No matter how many times a week you make to the gym, it will never make up 
for being seated for the remainder of your waking hours. It can't. This is like delusional thinking. You know, focusing solely on the energy you use while exercising is one of the biggest fat loss mistakes you can make. Exercise will never make up for the energy you could be using living an active lifestyle. It's impossible. You know, if you want to effectively lose fat, and if you're listening to this podcast, I know that might be one of your goals, one of your reasons. You need to move, and you need to move more often, and you need to make it as fun if possible uh, throughout your day. You know, when you're dieting, ensuring you're active throughout the day just becomes that much more important. You know, and there's this myth out there. Let's talk about it. You know, it's the myth of, quote, unquote, slow metabolism. Most of us have heard when you significantly reduce your calories, your metabolism slows down. We're warned not to diet too hard uh, so our metabolisms aren't downregulated, in effect, harming our progress. You know, but the truth is our metabolisms don't downregulate when we cut our calories. Our bodies don't recognize that we're eating less and immediately catapult us into this starvation mode that we always hear about. It doesn't happen that way. The reason that our progress may eventually slow when we reduce calories is neat. We need to expend less energy when we're getting less energy from food. It's a natural behavioral response to dieting. When we're eating fewer calories, we tend to move less. You know, physiological studies have demonstrated that need increases with overfeeding and decreases with underfeeding. And it's not hard to spot someone who is knee deep in a dieting phase. You'll find them seated, you know, darn near motionless and not even tapping a finger or swinging a foot. This is what happens. You know, you're on a diet, you eat less, you move less. Well, when dieting, we tend to move as little as possible other than when we're exercising, our official exercise. And as a result, our fat loss slows down. If you want to keep up your progress, keep up your need. So let's talk about five ways, simple ways that you can increase your need. Take the stairs. Uh, we talked about it a second ago. This is by far the simplest way to expend more energy throughout the day if you happen to work in a building that has stairs or have any access to stairs. You know, like a high school uh, football field. Typically, there's, uh, you know, bleachers, and you can do those as well. And it's very easy to accomplish. Ditch the elevator if it's appropriate. You know, of course, if you, like I said, you go into the 50th floor, no one expects you to, you know, crawl your way back to your desk every morning because you just crushed yourself doing 50 flights of stairs up and down. Uh, but if you take just a few flights, do it the old fashioned way, just do it by your feet, you know, uh, it's going to help you so much more. And certainly don't be, you know, the ding dong in the elevator that's just going one floor. Now, not only will you not be doing yourself a favor, uh, but you're almost creating this laziness that's not necessary. You know, uh, don't do it. If you can at your job, here's number two, get a standing desk. I know not everybody can do that, but if you can, if you do have the option, we already know that our occupation is one of the reasons our need is so low. All right, we know that. It's not your fault. Technology has helped us do that. Uh, we're more efficient, but we move less. You know, if you spend the majority of your day at your desk, you might as well be standing. While the number of calories expended standing at your desk versus sitting is not massive, so it's not going to be some crazy amount different, but it is different. You'll much more likely move around if you're already on your feet rather than stay slouched in your office chair. Um, 
you know, you might take more trips to the water cooler and subsequently more trips to the bathroom. Uh, you may pop over to a coworker to tell them something rather than email. You know, and additionally, uh, you'll be doing yourself a massive favor when it comes to your posture. Trust me. Uh, we're going to be talking about low back pain. We're going to be talking about bad posture here in the next uh, few podcasts. But sitting for long stretches of time can cause both back and neck pain. Number three, let's break up your day a little bit. If it's possible, again, break up your day with short walks or little trips. Maybe walk a few blocks to the nearest Starbucks if that's what you want to do instead of, you know, with the one directly next to your building. Or just get up and go for, if possible, a 10 to 15 minute stroll. Walk briskly every few hours to get your legs working. And once you get into the habit of it, you're going to crave the movement. Uh, it helps you think better. It helps you feel better. So actually, it's, it's one of the best things you can do to be more efficient at your job. It's going to help you feel better. You know, sitting for hours on end will feel unnatural and it's uncomfortable. We want it to be unnatural and uncomfortable. We want movement to be natural and we want movement to be comfortable. You know, number four, do your errands. Yeah, the Internet has made our lives infinitely more convenient and saves us tons of time. I love it. I've used the Internet. I'm using it right now. However, uh, because it's made our lives more convenient and saves us a lot of time, it can also make it uh, where we just don't do as much as we used to. If you need groceries, physically and actually go to the grocery store. You know, go up and down the aisles, carry your groceries in and out from the car. This is this is old fashioned, I know, but there's really no reason to constantly use online shopping if that's what you're doing. Uh, now, again, I know COVID has changed a lot, but as often as possible, go to the store, beg, get the grocery, carry them to your car. You know, the more we move, the better it is. You know, if you want to order a book, go to the bookstore. You know, Amazon is great. I love it. But maybe we should start going back uh, to some of the old school type things and just get up, get out, go peruse the shelves, uh, look at different books, pick them up, look at them, move around. You know, keep chores, you know, simple chores uh, keep you moving. It can also bring some simple pleasures, believe it or not. Do your own chores if possible. You know, if you own a house, it's easy to hire people to come in and take care of those chores and housework for you. I get it. Saves time, more convenient. Uh, you can, you know, talk yourself into that you're being more efficient and, you know, more profitable by not doing that. But there comes a point. Um, if you're not moving at all, we got to look at ways you can do that. And, you know, doing your own chores is an easy way to do it. You know, bring someone in to mow the lawn or tend your garden. Well, how about doing it yourself? You know, sitting is enticing. Manual labor is tough. I get it. You know, we used to, but that's what we used to always do. That's the way it was. You know, but taking care of the things around your house that require physical effort, it's a fabulous way to burn more energy. You know, heck, think about it. Vacuuming the house burns more energy than sitting there and letting somebody else do it. So, you know, what I would re recommend you do is, is put on your creative thinking cap for a minute. Look at your day, you know, look at your waking hours, look at when you're at work, look at when you're at home. Um, and obviously you're going to you're going to plan and you're going to schedule in your official exercise time because that's where you're going to build muscle. Uh, that's where you're going to really focus on structurally getting stronger, uh, creating more muscle mass, uh, doing the things necessary uh, to help um, create more fat loss. I get that. And that's important. You should be doing that virtually every day. However, since we've been talking about this, you know that neat 
can contribute so much to those calories burned. If you can be stable with the calories in, you know, you're burning or you're eating 2,000 calories a day, let's say, and you're burning well over 2,000, 2,500, you know, 2,800 calories a day simply because you've added more, um, you know, neat to your day, that's going to help you ultimately lose fat faster uh, and making sure that it's from fat uh, as you're building muscle at the gym. So it's a fabulous combination. Think about the more and more ways that you could be more physically active. You know, go on walks, create higher activity, you know, do recreational sports again, get out, golf, play tennis, uh, whatever it takes, get out and get moving as much as possible. You'll be shocked at how it can change your life, shocked uh, how better you're going to feel and how you're going to look and uh, just your whole attitude will change. So, you know, ponder this, think about it, uh, take some notes and, you know, you're worth it. Um, really examine what you're doing, where you want to be, what you want to do. Trust me on this. You've got enough time in the day that you can do some things and add it. When uh, I do my 30-day nutrition challenge coming up uh, for December, we're going to talk about little things that you can do on the hour at work, little exercises you can do that's going to increase your knee, and it's going to be dramatic. Uh, it's going to help you with posture. It's going to help you with strength. Uh, it's not going to make you sweat. It's not going to burn you out, but uh, it's going to help you. So if you're working in eight, 10 hours, uh, you know, sitting in a chair for most of that time. I got some great ideas that we're going to put into the challenge. Uh, and I'm going to give you 30 days of different kind of challenges to do different kind of things uh, along with some nutritional challenges. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Uh, again, this is Carter. This is the morning lift. I love the fact that you joined me today. I hope you take some of this information, get psyched up, uh, get a little crazy in your life. Look at what you can do. Uh, and if you want to get other people as accountability partners to do this with you, I would love that. I'd highly recommend it because the more people you share this with, the better. Get some office people and go on some little mini walks, do some things like that. It's just going to make it that much better. So again, this is Coach Carter, The Morning Lift. You guys have a great evening, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.